millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week in League, the ladies of North Queensland rejoice there's now something origin-related to do that doesn't involve fucking JT on a dumpster behind the bill. Manly sadly suffer the same fate as Paul Walker as they discover there's such a thing as too much turbo. Tigers fans shilling Leilua for Origin takes the title of worst ever use of change.org from reigning champ Dennis Ferguson for Play School. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round 13 of the 2021 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Four of this week in league. I'm Nate, and I'm Jay, and I am a victim of podcast bullying. Why is that, mate? You're right. <laughs> who's who's which? Which podcast is picking on your buddy? You should be using an English accent and saying Glennie. <laughs> oh no, Glennie! <laughs> Did you call Hamish and Andy cunts again? <laughs> oh God. What did they, well, they do to they you? They are. They were cunts. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, yeah, lovely. Right. Can we can we just start doing that? Like, we're just going to start adding random podcasts saying <laughs> Glenn wants to fight the host. <laughs> <laughs> why not? And like, yeah, like something like Hamish and Andy, like, you know, yeah, why not punch up? Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's the only that's the only way, that's the only way to go, really. Yeah. Next what other ones are good? Like I've, I, I don't listen to a lot of Australian podcasts, but you know, yeah, I'm not sure Rove, Mc, Rove McManus has one. <laughs> you think? Or is he just exactly know. the same as David, David Letterman's one? Yeah. <laughs> like everything else he's done in his up. fucking career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, like the end game is we just get we just get Glenn. We just move him up through the through the the weight divisions, fighting fucking podcast hosts, and then ultimately, then ultimately we fucking obviously go for the fucking kingpin. You know, after, after we get him to fight Mark Marin, which is the fight that he probably win, then we get him to fight Rogan. Logan at the Paul. End. <laughs> well, I mean, do they pod, do they podcast or do they just do the YouTube thing? YouTube yeah, I'm and sure the, they do. I mean, they're on everything, but I mean, <clears throat> they pump yeah. their content through everything, no doubt. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> Fuck yeah. me, I better start training. Go through Paul Gallon first. Yeah, but yeah, start start training. And maybe get that no, uh, get, get that shoulder, tra- shoulder, shoulder surgery Sorry? done too. Half the fun, not training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I said earlier, before we hit record, on several occasions over the last many years, you've given the indication that we may be, to some capacity, friends, yet you constantly suggest me dying in different ways. <laughs> It's a little weird. This wasn't dying. It was more like you know. It was it was more like you know knockouts and 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 head trauma. Mm. And like as Gus Gould said, I mean like the, the you know the study, you know you got to read the science. It's no problem. It's all good. CTE it's- to Gus Gould is a myth, just like COVID and the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, honestly, I mean, look at that fucking look. That, that 
that that guy's rigged though. You know, look, look at look at that face. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you'd even give him a fucking... You wouldn't even approve fucking mining rights for exploration, would you? <laughs> He's got no chance can of finding it. Can you imagine cunnelling his time at the Gould household? Like <laughs> He just walks around at the foot of the bed saying, the time is now when the champions are... Ma- <laughs> He's talking to some camera, some fucking spider cam that's not there. It'd be like... Do you remember the end of Terminator 2 when the, the metal ones, like going through all the different like morphing into the different faces. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it'd be hard to tell where her Terry Folds finished and his facial flaps began. <laughs> be like three bulldogs eating gussy, a cold bowl folds. of Wimpix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Welcome, new listeners. <laughs> yeah, welcome, new listeners. I mean, you know, farewell, new listeners. Um, and all you other cunts, you know what you're getting yourself in for. And by new this listeners, I mean Hamish and Andy, who are now fucking scared and have turned it off. <laughs> you fucking cowards. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. I said it. <laughs> Go and play with your fucking Lego, Ham, because uh, enjoy enjoy while you can before fucking Glenn stops down there and fucking jams it up your ass. Now, um, <laughs> the le- I mean, I was, that was clear. I was talking about Lego, right? <laughs> there was nothing, you know. I was, He's going to fuck wasn't. you with scissors. <laughs> I wasn't calling you. I wasn't saying you. I wasn't saying you, Greg, or anything. No, I said wrong with that. Now, let's hit some news. Uh, the big story of the week, of course, uh, at least on the socials, I guess, is uh, the, due to the lockdown in uh, Victoria, in Melbourne. Uh, the first State of Origin game required relocation, and the venue was decided earlier today. And that venue is Townsville, so it's going to be up there at. Uh, what we call the abattoir at the Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville on Wednesday the 9th of June, so that's Wednesday week. And um, <clears throat> the Australian Rugby League Commission and Victorian government approved the relocation from the uh, the MCG after their outbreak down there of the old Rona. And so Melbourne, in uh, payback, I suppose, or will, will now host games in 2024 and 2026. And uh, it's weird that they had to get compensatory games when they couldn't fucking... You know, fulfill the the obligations under their yeah you know, existing contract, but uh, yes, I mean it's it's great. I mean, it's great to they've got a great brand new stadium it, up there. Do you think it's that they couldn't fulfill the obligations, or that the game said they're not willing to go down there? Because it sounds like the latter, yeah, based on I'd that. agree with that. Yeah, it could be. I mean, yeah, I mean it could have been both. I mean, because let's face it, the, the NRL do react pretty strongly and quickly. Yeah. Uh, when it comes down to COVID things, like even. Even yeah, not that long ago, like you know, the storm just go okay. We're staying up in sunny coast. You know, they can yep. just adapt instantly now. You know, based on what they've been through over the last sort of you know twelve months. Um, but it's a brand new venue, state of the art venue, can definitely host a major event like a state of origin game. Um, obviously, it's not you know not nearly the capacity of a, of something like the MCG, but you know where where does in in Australia? However. <coughs> Look, I think it's I, I think it's a you know while it's not a neutral venue, I still think it's a it's one of those good things for the game. And people always talk about you know taking games to places and yeah, if nothing else, yep. Townsville and North Queensland is a is an extremely passionate part of the, the the country for rugby league support and fandom. And I think they'll uh, they'll turn on a but but a also good time. importantly, like yeah, you know, given we've just had Indigenous round, yes. 
Um, North Queensland is in a mu- that stadium is in a much closer proximity to a lot of uh, communities with higher Indigenous populations mm-hmm. who now have access to a state of origin game that they wouldn't have had previously uh, yep. and probably wouldn't have had the chance to, you know, within the near future. Yep. So, I, look, I haven't heard anyone bitching about oh, it. You know what? You know what the bitching is that I've seen? on This is on the social media and obviously that is a fucking segment within a segment within a segment. Yeah. The bitching has been from Queensland supporters saying, oh, oh, the Blues are bitching and they've got their excuses lined up already. Thing is, I haven't seen anybody from the New South Wales side say anything negative no. about it at mm. all. I think it's great. Um, and look, you know, the only the only downside is obviously, you know, the game's going to take a hit in revenue when the, the largest venue that's, that's... In the country. ...holding a state of origin fixture... The, yeah. Well, no, they're doing the largest venue that's holding a state of origin fixture now this this series, which is, you know, in New South Wales. I mean, that's game three, so that's going to be dead rubber after New South Wales raised the shield in, at Suncorp after game two. So they're obviously going to take a financial bath on people, you know, perhaps not going back to see the whitewash. But um, other than that, I can't think mm. of any <laughs> any downsides to it. Yeah. And if you take a step back and say we're in the middle of a fucking global pandemic still. Yep. What would you prefer? Nothing? Or would you prefer a couple of the players to come through Melbourne where there seems to be fucking 84 new cases every 10 minutes? Yep. And all of a sudden you've got entire clubs that can't play? Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Give, exactly. Given the People context. have short fucking memories. Look, I, I... You know? Yeah. You know, like bitching and moaning about this it was, it was only 12 months ago where... We were like, fucking, how long is it going to be before we can watch rugby league? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and look, it, in the spirit of, of the honesty, I find it in myself. You know, I find it now. I'm stuck in traffic. And I, I'm right back to, oh, fuck this shit. This is fucked, blah, 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 blah. And as much as being stuck in traffic is a first world problem. I remember coming out of lockdown last time. I was, oh, fuck, how mm. good. It's like driving, driving through I Am Legend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, exactly. Or just the fact that you weren't required or obligated to drive. Period. Yeah. <laughs> like your work was happy for you to log in from <laughs> log in from home. Yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, or as I like to call it, everyday life. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the teams. Hey, for for game one of Origin, uh, Queensland originally uh, laid out a a squad, but they've since sort of. Uh, carved that down a little bit and got themselves a, uh, a 17 ready to go. So just quickly, New South Wales, uh, fullback, James Tedesco, wingers, Josh Adokar and Brian Toto, centres, Latrell and Tommy Turbo, halves, Luai and Cleary. Then we've got the forwards, uh, Saifidi, Saifidi uh, Daniel, uh, Cook, a predictably hooker, uh, Jake Turbo, Cameron Murray, Tarek Sims, Isaiah Yo, and then we go to the bench, Jack White and Junior Paulo, Payne Haas, Liam Martin, with the 18th man, Happy Corusau, 19th, Campbell Graham. Queensland, Callum Ponga at fullback. Wingers, Xavier Coates and Valentine Holmes. Capewell and Gay Guy in the centres. Munster and Daly in the, in the halves. Their forwards, Christian Welch, 
Tino Fasil Malawi, uh, Harry Grant at the at uh, hooker. So he's obviously passed his fitness test. And did I read that Reed Marnie's been released yeah. to go? Yeah, you know, he can play for Parramatta. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, what else we got? Felice Kafusi got off his charges at the judiciary, so he'll take his place in the eleven. Uh, Dave Fafita, Dry Arrow rounding out the pack, and their bench: AJ Brimson, Jaden Sua, uh, Mo Fotowaika, and uh, Joe Offahangawe. Uh, their additional troops: Kyle Felt and Cohen Hess. And I don't know what's going on. This Cohen Hess, so he doesn't play this weekend anyway, so I guess he'll stay in camp and save mm. Feldy because the Cowboys have a buy anyway. Yeah. What do you make of the teams? Who wants to say something oh, first? The, the thing I noticed, first of all, <clears throat> two two really good sides, I feel. Um, but first glance, I think the, the, the New South Wales side, obvious advantage uh, in the centres. Um, I think... Tom, the form that uh, Tommy Turbo's in, um, certainly Gagai, he does grow a leg at origin time, but uh, if they can get Trebojevic and, and Mitchell on the other side, early ball and, and a bit of space, that's going to be really dangerous. And I think for Queensland, the most obvious advantage for them, I think, is is probably on the edges through the forwards with um, Fafita and Kafusi with those... You know, those guys, really solid edge runners, quick play the balls. Uh, Fafita in particular can be quite destructive. And I think there's a couple of obvious advantages there for for either side, but two really, really strong sides. First thing I noticed is that Greg Alexander's a blue selector. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the, The Queensland team... Looking over the park, like you, you look at it and, you know, you're right, Glenn, the first instinct is, oh, yeah, two really, really good sides. That Queensland team is a fucking mm. monster. Like, look at the talent they've got and look at the people they've got in key positions. And again, I know a lot of it's pending fitness. Like Munster's yeah. been named. Yeah, you know? and, and Munster's but, the, probably the worst, the, the, the most tenuous one in there because... It's not even whether he can get up for this game next Wednesday night, but I remember hearing on the radio on the weekend, it's it's more that like Bellamy and the Storm are, and Frank Panisi are actually concerned that like if his injury takes goes any further than it is, then he's looking at massive timeout. And so yeah. they're like, you know, sure he might be able to cobble himself together to play Origin, but if he exacerbates his injury anymore, then he fucks their season. Yeah, that's it. And, and he, as, as a Blue supporter... He's the one that worries me. Yeah. yeah. He's the one you can't you, you can't know, he, cope. He, like there's there's game plans that you can nullify the impact of, of some players. He's one of those rare guys that you you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And and to to use a catchphrase, he is built for mm. origin. You know, he is that in your face eighty minute player. Um that's yeah. Absolute fucking nightmare. On the New South Wales side, on, 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 on the New South Wales side, I mean, you think of the, a close series last year, and there was some. It was a close series, and but yet there were some glaring fucking deficiencies in the makeup of the of the New South Wales side. Hmm. Yeah, particularly okay. in the centres with fucking Gutho and Jack Whiten, neither of whom should have been there. I mean, Whiten you could have made sort of half an argument for because, I mean, he has performed at that level before more as a sort of an interchange kind of guy. But 
they were both fucking, they both took absolute fucking baths and Gutho in particular getting absolutely rinsed by fucking Capewell. Mm. Yeah. That's like, it. It was just un- unforgivable, and which which led me to say, like a couple of weeks on the show, fucking Gutho who gets picked in New South Wales side, then I'm going for Queensland, and I'm glad yeah. that it didn't come to that. I'm glad the selectors fucking came to their senses there, mm-hmm. and uh, and like honestly, I don't think even even if like you know Latrell wasn't back from injury, I still don't think Gutho would have slid in. I still think he was probably <laughs> two or three back from. He's the one that concerns me. Latrell, not, sorry, no, I shouldn't say the one. I have concerns. About Latrell and his head in that space of is Latrell because remember when he was dumped from Origin mm. and it was for attitude stuff and yep. stuff at training and and how he performed in key moments of the game. Is he now that person who, if he has a couple of fuck ups, goes shit? I need to redeem myself in the eyes of my teammates. Really double down on effort and have a perfect rest of this game. Or is he, fuck you cunts, you can't judge me. Who do you, who do you think you are? I don't know. He's going to be feeding, he's going to be feeding fucking foxy meat pies. Mm. All night, yeah, all night long. Okay. And also, and the other and the, the other glaring deficiency that New South Wales had, or one of the other deficiencies they had, is that they only selected half of Nathan Cleary's game plan. So we, we got nothing, like literally nothing out of him in that series. But with the advent and, and call up for Jerome Luai. Now we can get to see Cleary's entire game in play in an established combination, a successful combination, and I expect that this to be his best representative series that he's ever had. Rather than having a, rather than having a game, I expect him to have that, an also series. His game itself has evolved in leaps and bounds this year from what it was last year mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, but I still. But despite that, I so still he's, wouldn't. Ba- he's I still a much bet money on it. This year. Yeah, but I still wouldn't bet money on that being enough if it were just him, and they mm. stuck someone like Cody Walker or so, you know someone like that with him. Yeah. Now that he's got his boy, I have yeah, I have it. the utmost confidence that the, the two of those guys are going to run fucking rampant. And then you've got like you know Tedesco. Tedesco is one of the guys. You now I look at the New South Wales. Like he's one of the guys I'm more worried about. Because he's been pretty fragile lately, and also targeted a lot as well, and he can get knocked out of a fucking game really easily. And yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. sure, it's it's a it's a wonderful luxury to have, you know, Tommy Turbo there. You can drop back, and it's going to be great to have like someone like Brian Toho fucking bringing back the the easy meters from you know kick returns and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and th- this was my other thing about the forwards. You know, really, you, you look at Penrith's forwards. Yeah, they they aren't absolute world beaters season in and season out. They've grown into that role. And part yep. of that is that people like To'o taking so much of that responsibility in eating meters. Yep. Let's them focus on on more uh, more simple tasks. So. Yep. New South Wales, clean sweep. Yep. 13 plus every game. Yep, clean sweep. And like, you know, you talked about the, uh, was it Glenn talking about the the, the edges for, for Queensland? And like you got your Tinos and your you know your Dave Feeders and your and your, your Mo Fodawikas and so and so forth. Let me just say it was just last weekend when they were when when the three of them were rinsed by Aaron Woods and fucking Aiden Tolman. So <laughs> So I'm surprised we didn't see Aiden Tolman and fucking Aaron Woods selected New South Wales side just because they've shown the way to absolutely trample those myths. Uh, so yeah, look, so, so yeah, you would have you would have supported yeah. Queensland if Gutho got picked, but here you are advo- advocating okay. for Tolman and Woods. 
I'm just Jesus saying that New South fuck. Wales would easily have won if they selected them, but they've actually selected better players across the park, so it's not even challenging at this point. I'd have to say this is a first year in recent memory where you can look at both sides and there's not really a massive head-scratcher, like a guy that's out of position. Like like you spoke about, Whiten in the centres and, and Gutho in the centres, and Queensland have had their share over time, and, and I think Queensland probably do it sometimes yeah. and bank on the fact that, you know, once they put the Queensland jersey on, that you know, they go in there and do their job. But yeah. the, the most pleasing thing for me, and I think it, it means it, it probably brings a better spectacle of a game, is... You know, the skill level of these guys. Kurt Capewell's played a lot of centre, but he's, you'd still say he was, he was a back rower. But um, for, certainly for New South Wales, like the strike power there in, in the back line is, um, if they get a roll on, they could they could legitimately, with, with plenty of possession and, and a roll on through the middle, like that, that back line could fucking cut and shreds. <laughs> yep, yep, and that's the and that's the main thing that I like about New South Wales side so just the just the attacking potency, and I guess the if there's something else I like seeing, I mean I don't like seeing Tarek Sims in the side per se because he's a loose cunt, mm. but at the same time, if Jai Arrow or someone does try and fucking knock Teddy out of the game. I can also see Tarek Sims being the guy that knocks Joe Arrow out of the fucking mm. game, whereas last year nobody stepped up to, you know, and that was kind of the turning of the of the, the side or, you know, of the, of the series, like the way that they didn't, you know, respond yeah. after Teddy got knocked out of the game, you know. So, I mean, they're not full of loose cunts, but, you know, they've got they've got one <laughs> fiery yeah. fucking line. And, and I think, the, you know, can, the way... Uh, get it done. The way, the you know, the game is currently... I don't. I think one's your maximum amount of loose cunts in the side that you can carry. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they officiate it as well. You know, like I mean, Origin always tends to have a little bit more leeway given to it. It does, but it'll be a very it'll games, be a very fine line with the way the media has been jumping all over this stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, the media being the being the way they are, they are going to absolutely demand exact consistency. Between origin and club level, which may you know place pressure on the referees to you know do some head scratching shit. But they take away you know yeah. like they take out the fact that whether people want to admit it or not, the NRL club product is a, is a vastly different product to state of origin. Always has been, always will be, and there's obvious yeah. reasons for that. Yeah. Um. So. It's just the the big push is you know for the CTE um, side of things and uh, contact with the head and they've the NRL and Volandis in particular have, you know they've drawn their line in the sand and this is a this is a litmus test for you know how hard they're going to hold strong and uh, main, maintain yep. the stance because if if they flake out now like they're fucking the wolves will the wolves will, yeah. will, will come in for for Volandis. There was you know there's already talk about Prediction. revolts and all the rest of it. It'll get worse. Prediction: the the head stuff will be exactly as it as it has been since Magic Round mm-hmm. in State of yeah. Origin. They won't have any leeway at all, 
um, on that. And regardless of, of if you, you think that's good or bad, one thing that everyone can know is that the fucking absolute scumbag journos, no matter what happens, will write clickbait articles mm-hmm. and people will fucking click on it and be outraged. Mm. Yep. My, my prediction is that we're going to get penalties <clears throat> and potentially things that aren't necessarily sin bins as they, you know, they don't go to the bin like they would have through the club level, but we're still going to see sin binnings. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're going to see time-traveling fucking tenant shit where they go back fucking <laughs> to like three sets earlier mm. and uh, and pull out a guy that was, you know, put a guy on report for fucking something that they didn't even see or penalize or anything oh, This is what I'm saying. I, I think 100% it is, exact, it is officiated exactly the same as club yeah, games. I reckon you'll see it. In, you might see it in match review committee stuff, but I don't think you're going to see shit like, uh, like we did on Sunday, like that level of shit. Like there was a, ah, there, there was a, there was shit on Sunday where they went back like two or three sets to put like Clemmer or someone on report for a tackle that wasn't penalised, wasn't sin bin. It was the worst tackle of the game and it was the worst penalty at the judiciary after the game. But you know they never they they did, they, they got it like you know five minutes later. So um, I don't think we'll see that, but I think we'll see plenty of plenty of fucking penalties and we're definitely going to see some fucking sin binnings. And look honestly. If Queensland lose guys to the bin, they're getting torn to pieces because New South Wales have the players to take advantage of that scenario. Correct. But more on that as we get closer and the teams get uh, solidified. We'll talk about it more on Sunday. Uh, the other story from this week, because um, obviously we do have a lot of origin <coughs> interest stories as they happen at this time, but uh, the other story is um, just came out like to not long not long before we actually started recording. The Sharks have, uh, have reportedly signed Nico Hines to a uh, three-year deal for the start of 2022 onward, goes through to the end of 2024. And uh, what were the dollars on that? I think it was something, it was around like, it was decent cash, wasn't it? Around like 600 a year, mm. I think it was. Mm. But uh, it's funny, we were only just talking about him on the last episode. What's going to happen? Who's going to get him? How much money he's going to go for? And uh, there you go, instantly. So um, apparently there are several clubs changing, uh, chasing his services, but uh, he chose the Sharks. And uh, interesting choice. Have, have they said what they've what they've bought him as to play one or six? That's the question, isn't it? I mean, he's been recruited in this in in the press release I'm looking at. He's been recruited to take on a position in their halves. So Craig Fitz, okay. Fitzgibbon obviously has his plans for him. Where yep. exactly though? So who's out of favour, or do you, or does Moylan go to fullback? You're not going to fucking Will, yes, please. Will, Will Kennedy's not going to get displaced as fullback, though. I mean, he's been fucking one. He's been like the most improved Cronulla player this season, yeah, and probably, yeah, yeah. And probably yeah, the, arguably their best player all season. So he's he's so well, he's, he's, the most he's dynamic yeah. point in their attack. Yeah, and he's a, he's a, he's a sta- he's established his place there. I think there's no way Moylan fucking you know supplants him in that role. Yeah, but you know what, money talks. Yeah, but they've also just re-signed Will Kennedy as well. You know what I mean? So like, it's oh, that 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 sounds to me like a Fitzgibbon for next year move, and the decision's kind of been made. You know, in respect to Will Kennedy. I mean, yeah, Moylan he could fuck off to England too. Yeah, true. Really, I mean, if they can get money for him. Yeah, he's yeah he's just one of those guys. That he's never you know, is he ever going to represent value for money? No, probably not.
right. Oh, short previews for this week. We've only got the four games there with uh, the Raiders, the Doggies, Sharks, Manly, uh, Cowboys, Rabbitohs, and Roosters, and Warriors all having buys for the Origin round. The uh, first game we're going to have is Thursday night, and it is the Dragons taking on the Broncos in that Strata Jubilee. Dragon side. Okay, so Dufty and Kerr return. Um, Sims is out of the side, obviously, on Origin duties, but we get the return of the alleged unconvicted whatever, Jack DeBellin, after two years absent from the game. Ramsey moves to the wing to accommodate Dufty's return. Rabalawa comes back and fills the other wing. Jordan Pereira drops the reserves. Bird replaces Sims in the back row with William at centre. Broncos side. Gamble and Lodge return from their suspension. Um, Haas is missing for uh, on New South Wales duties. Xavier Coates is missing through Queensland duties. Cobbo comes into the side uh, for Coates. Uh, Selwyn Cobbo on the wing, and um, who else is there? Flegler shifts to the front row for Haas, and Milford drops out to make way for the returning gamble. What do you make of that one, Glennie? Oh, the, the selection of um, DeBellin, <clears throat> in my personal opinion, doesn't sit right with me. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, he's, he's done his time in court, and he hasn't been convicted and, and mm-hmm. you know, by the law he's free to earn a living, but I, I it just it's not a good look for me. Um I think the fact that it was a home game as well probably softens yep. softens the blow for the Dragons. because um, he's he's gonna be in for some treatment at away games. That is one thing's for certain. Um There are gonna be games where he gets absolutely fucking rinsed. I'm not sure. I'm not sure um, whether they have to play. Have they already played Manly at Brookvale, or do they play Manly they at Brookvale? They, I, I don't they, think he's going to enjoy that if that happens. No, I mean God. I mean, like I, I just think. I, I just think of the way that I. That, that I mean, honestly, physical abuse is like the. Yeah, the, it's like molestation is the only way you can describe what I did to fucking. Uh, Gaznia in, in 2008 final series of Brookvale Oval, and 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 apart from Spurt and Sauce, he did nothing to nobody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm just uh, I'm just flicking through the drawer actually. So, yeah, okay. So there, they've got him at Brookvale on uh, the 16th of July, Friday night. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he, we'll see. Um, he might have a strained hamstring that night, but uh, pleased to see Dufty back in the side for the Dragons. He'll obviously. Um, Add a different element, certainly to what they showed last week, which was fuck all against the Tigers. Um, I'm I'm actually going to tip the Dragons in this one. I think the Broncos this time of year away from home. Um, I I don't know. I don't I don't think I don't the think the Broncos are, are significantly. You know, for for the first you know, not for the first time, but you know, for one of the few times in their in their history of the club, this is one of those years where they're not too origin affected. In the scheme mm. of things, so Partner, I don't, so, so I don't find that. Yeah, exactly, and I mean, like you know, Coates Coates has his has his good games and everything, but he's not a an individual game breaker who's going to change the fortunes of the entire side either way. You know, um, he's not. But over the course of eighty minutes, he's a pretty big impact on that team. Mm. Yeah, to, I'd say almost to the extent of Toto, just in in how he sets up their sets. Yeah, I don't know if I would rate him even half that highly. I don't think no, they but, use him, u- utilize him anywhere near as much as what they potentially could. And but exactly. in that team dynamic, I'm not saying he's as no. good as Toto. Sure. 
Honestly, look, you know this. I've, you know, I'm still not, I'm, I'm still, I'm still not fucking comfortable with this Debellin thing, and you know, I'm happy for the Dragons to cop fucking hideous loss after hideous loss, mm. while yeah. somehow at the same time, Matthew Dufty playing amazing, and and <laughs> you know what I mean, and submitting himself. Yeah, but and, you know, though, I'm also happy for fucking Dufty to not after his his and fucking Lomax's Instagram. Oh, he was one. Of, he was on there as well, was he? Well, well, he was hugging. I heard about Lomax, Lomax, but I didn't know Dufty was. I mean, if that's the case, then yeah, I'm, I can yeah. wipe him happily. So, sorry, what was that? What did what did they do? Uh, Zach Lomax posted a, an Instagram shot of him and uh, Dufty hugging DeBellin after he'd come off at Reggie's, right? Uh, and like you know, put in JDB and put in the love heart eyes emojis after it. I saw I saw a, a, a someone tweeted what I what I think was a, a transcript of an interview and someone asked Lomax you know has JDB changed you know at all and he sort of was like no nah, no nah, he's still the same so what does that mean he's still a, yeah, fuck. <laughs> a dodgy a dodgy guy that fucks around and he's pregnant misses and potentially <laughs> legally in 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 legally questionable ways yeah, um, <laughs> mate if, if that if that experience guilty or or not guilty or innocent. If that experience doesn't change someone, anyone, yep. yeah, fucking sociopath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, Friday night match of the round, boyos. The West Tigers take on the Penrith Panthers at uh, Leichhardt Oval. So, does um, Luciano got off yet? We're recording yeah, on Tuesday night. Off. He got it's off. Okay, so you. okay, so he'll take his spot in the side. Uh, Offan Galway is playing for Queensland, so he misses it. Seafarth uh, starts in his place, and uh, Stefano joins the bench. The Panthers side obviously bulk changes here um, with Cleary, Luai To'o, Yo, Martin, uh, and Appy all missing on Origin duty. Um, Dylan Edwards is back at fullback, at least now. I mean, I think I, I don't know if that's cemented, is it? I mean, he's named, but I'm not sure if he's 100. Yeah, percent That's it. Um, Crichton moves to the centres, which allows Burton to join Tyrone May in the halves. Uh, Robert Jennings comes in on the wing for To'o and uh, Kenny at hooker. Sorensen and Eisenhuth get the nod for Johan Martin in the back row. Lanier replaces uh, Moses Leoto, who's suspended. Uh, Salmon, Hopgood, Smith, and Tago, the new look interchange players. So, look, at the end of the day, Panthers are missing a fuck a lot of players. However, while they're not replacing, well, there's obviously you can't do like for like replacements for some of those, you know, some of those players, like the Haas, for example. However, <laughs> Matt Burton is on a fucking purple patch. He's on a tear. Mm. Of form at the moment. And I'm sure that he will acquit himself fucking extremely well in the six. Tyrone May also has had plenty of time in that first grade side recently and would feel right at home. You know, is he, is he, is he at home shouldering a massive burden of... <laughs> Of the of the game, you know, rather than being like a guy that you know jumps on and maybe you know plays plays minutes into centers and shit like that, you know, we'll see. But at the end of the day, the, you know, the forward pack is looks looks still looks pretty good to me. Uh, Except for Cable, Kenny's done the job. Yo, Martin, Coruscant, <laughs> you know. No, no I'm changes. saying it's, I'm, I'm saying it's, no. I didn't say it was changes. I said it still looks pretty good to me. 
I don't think that changes. I'm saying it still looks pretty good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to. I'm, I'm happy with Lanou there. I'm happy with James Fisher Harris still being there and you know being the contribute, being the producer of the bunch anyway. Um, you know, kick out still there. So at the end of the day, you know, I still think they're going to win by fucking thirteen plus. The fucking West Tigers ain't shit. And even given an absolute fucking gold-plated, gift-wrapped fucking platinum opportunity to win a game. I normally only see that sparkle in your eye when you're previewing a manly game. Oh, boy. (laughs) Here you are. I just... Look, the West Tigers playing origin-depleted sides is the reason why the baby whatevers is in the lexicon of rugby league fandom. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. That was a lot of years ago. And these are, these Panther Cubs. The Panther Cubs are going to be the next fucking thing. Fucking Panther Cubs. untested. They're raw. They're inexperienced. But they will go out there and just represent themselves and their jersey with nothing but pride. This game is the West Tigers to lose. They should, by all rights, as a first-grade football team, as a first-grade football team, they should win this game by 20 points minimum. They've got Dally M. They've got Dally M halfbacks. They've got fucking origin players. They've got people, players that are that are worthy of origin and finals football, according to Dally themselves on that side. Dally M wingers. Essentially, every week at training, you should be doing opposed runs against teams of, of this Panthers experience level every week. This is legitimately a training exercise for the Tigers. Look, I agree wholeheartedly with you. And and I'm glad that after all this time and and countless episodes of talking absolute fucking rubbish that you finally come to the table with some truth. And, you know, whilst the Tigers I feel like they were in a position here, and, and it's it's a shame. It's a shame that they haven't pushed Origin back to the end of the year again. Uh, you know, that could have been a thing. And it would have been an opportunity for the Tigers to burst the Panthers' bubble. The only thing that would have burst harder and faster than the Panthers' bubble, should this have been a full-strength Panthers side, was uh, Teenage Hymans in Mount Druitt. It's the only thing breaking faster. But... It turns out that we're not getting the Glenmore Park gods. We're getting the Mount Druitt meth heads, and they'll be dealt with accordingly. These little fucking upstarts that think that they're going to climb out of the gutters of Mount Druitt and aspire to the lofty heights of Glenmore Park that they think is like Beverly fucking Hills, but it's still fucking Penrith. (laughs) West Tigers, 13-plus. Yeah, the well, more you put on, I thought, the more you get I back. I thought better of you. I thought better of you. No, you didn't. You don't. Incite, you never do. You never have. <laughs> it's a lie. To, to incite class warfare and to judge someone on a situation in life that they didn't choose for themselves. And, you know? that, you, and, and, and that you yourself fucking emerged from. Like that area, you're talking about <laughs> generational disadvantage through systemic racism and other bigotry. 
disadvantaged. They're disadvantaged because they're fucking given fun. Penrith jerseys the moment they come out of the fucking womb. That's the problem. That's why they're disadvantaged. <laughs> fight, 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 fight. So, again, West Tigers game to lose. And um, at the end of this one, there is one thing for certain. For certain, you will find is Glenn somehow finding a way to make this loss Ivan Cleary's fault. Well, that's West Tigers fandom in general, isn't it? It's like never, that's never once, never once I mean, have like, I blamed Ivan Cleary. Never once have I rubbished him. Well, you I fucking should, like especially was... when the team beats you. He's their coach. It's his fault. He's, he's a also, good coach. He's a good no, coach. Other, he's, the, he's got a good group, but this ain't the fucking group. The other, the other reason why why Glenn hasn't you know been been one of the Tigers fans that have just been all about Ivan Cleary when they've had a loss is because Glenn was fucking too cowardly to even be on Twitter during that fucking painful post breakup period <laughs> after <laughs> Ivan had left them <laughs> yes. he didn't come on till two years down the track so <laughs> so of course Matt Eisenhuth Eisenhuth revenge game. I mean, uh, honestly, there's. I mean, it's fucking a million revenge games, isn't? If you think about it, if you think of it like you know the water under the bridge that's gone either way towards you know from the, from the Tigers and the Panthers. Let's be honest, the Dane Laurie revenge game certainly outweighs that. He, only because Laurie outweighs him as a as a footballer and as a person, and the Tigers will crush these Mount Druitt meth heads. All right. Saturday, the Storm take on the Titans. At Sunshine Coast Stadium. The uh, storm side. Okay, so Kenny Bromwich returns and uh, he'll slot straight into where Felice Kafusi uh, would have been if he wasn't playing for Queensland. Um, Rambo Plate replaces Addo Carr on the wing. Johns at 5'8. Suffer Solomon in front row. Chris Lewis benched. Titans side. Um, Brimson, Fodawaka, Fafita, and Tino out on origin duty. So Jaden Campbell, son of Preston, debuts at fullback. Joloff replaces Fodawaka up front. Stone for Fafita in the back row. McIntyre the lock for Tino. Ash Taylor returns in the halves with Tanner Boyd left out of the 17. Uh, debutante Joseph Vuna. Uh, club debutante, I should say. I mean, you did play for the Warriors a couple of years ago. Aaron Clark and Jai Whitbread on the bench. So, the Titans absolutely fucking woeful defense as we spoke about in the recaps episode this week. The Melbourne Storm... You know, as injury riddled as they've been through the season thus far, this side doesn't look that fucking different. I was just to, to looking at their forwards. Woody I was like, had to remind myself who was actually out. So it's like, yeah. it's like it's like legit Adokar, Munster, and Felice Capuzzi, and so like Harry the, Grant. And well, Harry Grant, yeah, but I mean, Harry Grant wasn't there. Yeah, he hasn't been there for them either. I mean, he's sort of mm. coming back right. into the Queensland camp in the hope of making the game. So they're still going to have Brandon Smith there in nine. They've still got Jerome Hughes. They've still got Nico Hines tearing yep. shit up. Yeah, by, I mean, obviously Fox is a big out, but at the end of the day, he is, he is a winger as well. And if, you know, Olin yeah. does his job like he has been so far through this season, he yeah. can feed Dino just as well as he can feed Fox. So can. I feel like the Titans, as bad as they were, last week, when they're at their best, their entire game plan is destruction on the edges through Fafita and Tino, neither of which are Everyone that's not there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I, I don't give the Titans a fucking hope. No, I would agree. Correct. We're going to absolutely slaughter them. 
Um, okay, so moving on to the final game. Knights take on the Eels at McDonald Jones Stadium. Uh, Clemmer suspended. Uh, so Suaso Sue starts up front. Jacob Saifidi fills the vacant spot from his brother, who's on New South Wales duty. Brody Jones replaces Tyson Frizzell. Uh, who's injured, and um, Sasagi, Jack Johns, and Kurt Mann join the bench to uh, Eel side. So Reed Marnie's going to be there. Now he's been released from Queensland duty. Dylan Brown and RCG are back. And mm-hmm. um, so Oregon Confuci is benched. Arthur's drops the reserves. Junior Paulo's missing on New South Wales duty, so Nakore plays up front. Hayes Dunster starts on the wing. And uh, the reason he starts on the wing is because they have dropped... Blake Ferguson. Dropped. And uh, Will Smith returns on the bench. So Blake Ferguson, they they hid Wunga Blake over the other side of the field last weekend after he was fucking dusted by Manly. The same thing happened on that side of the field. And so they, I guess they feel like from process of elimination that it must have been Fer- Fergo was the constant out there. So it must have been him yeah, and not wow. Wunga Blake. So, we'll, uh, replace, we'll replace a dumpster with a dunster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, uh, look. I can't say I'm looking forward to this game. (laughs) Look, Parramatta Parramatta are are by and large unaffected by origin. Um, The Knights unaffected through lack of quality. Mm. And uh, and I I think that this is the game for the Eels to to get themselves back on track well and truly. That's it. It it is an opportunity for for them to really say, okay, yep, we've had some some slips but we're going to get back to that fast-paced brand of football we were playing at the beginning of the year yep, yep. I think Parramatta will be too strong yeah, yeah easily I agree. Okay, we're recording this one earlier this week, so uh, the mailbag is, is somewhat reduced. But we had some uh, some comments through on the on on the loose episode that was our Sunday recap episode this week. And uh, Bigger Rod, who I haven't heard from in ages, but he's obviously still on there. But he's uh, in regards to your manscaped. That's, that's because that's because if that fucking place is not on fire, they've got fucking sharks eating cunts out at Tartra. Or. <laughs> Fucking, you know, all this other stuff. Like, for a gorgeous part of the world, they've copped a fucking rough go of it. So, being a rod, you've basically just survived the fucking Walking Dead. Congratulations. Welcome back. <laughs> and uh, he said, I love how trusting Glenn was to send video and a photo of his manscaping machine in operation. Has anyone checked Manscaped's OnlyFans page? <laughs> and he's gone, hashtag, hashtag uh, new income stream. <laughs> um, we were talking about uh, uh, very uh, yeah, a consistent contributor, Lambretta GP1971 on Twitter, replied uh, uh, talking about musing about what his name may, may mean. He said, uh, Lambretta GP nineteen seventy one used because I'm uh, using just Lambretta gave me Lambretta four eight four seven three four blah as if millions of people wanted Lambretta GP is a model desti- designation nineteen seventy one is the last year the GP model or any model was made also it was the year I was shat into existence so and he's and attached a picture of a, a Lambretta scooter moped situation yep and he said uh yeah the least the least grand prix of anything given the label gp some <laughs> some kind of innocent he must have had a sense of humor a two-stroke hair dryer and they named it gp <laughs> and uh, we had uh, the uh, at lazy larry 
So I listened over breakfast on the drive to work, and I find out we've got two new guys starting today, both named Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Thank fuck I didn't have to teach them. I was too busy laughing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Hilarious. So, uh, yeah, uh, thank you for those comments. And, uh, and like, the, the Facebook group in particular was subjected to an absolute avalanche of, of Greg... Of Greg con- Just, like, <laughs> the uh, yeah, people singling out the Gregs in the Facebook group. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Cruzy also talking about your Manscaped. He said, what a fucking marketing commercial for Manscaped today. Just makes you want to buy it, doesn't it? He said, also, the episode should have been called Terry Folds. So, uh... <laughs> no, I'm not trying yeah. to get sued by fucking Comedy Central. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. And uh, and and finally, uh, Greg uh, Greg Bale in the Facebook group said, uh, eight minutes in, and on my way to on the on the way to get my name legally changed." <laughs> Hashtag Greg's a cunt. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Do you, you ever see that documentary, um, Blue Eyes? Don't think so. No. It was it was a social doco in oh fuck I want to say it was the sixties. I want to say it was the sixties, and it was this super progressive teacher in America. Um, who essentially gets her class and then separates them based on eye color. And it's a, it's a comment on race. Okay. And so picture this in 1960s America where you've got, you know, still segregation in schools and even if a black kid comes to your school, they can't use the same bubbler as the white kids. And yep. All that. So, um, and so you come back in from recess and all of the kids with blue eyes, are, you know, fine they can do what they want they can sit in the good places they get all the good toys they can you know the teacher always calls on them and all the people with brown eyes are second class citizens mm-hmm. um, and this is the so this is this is this is done not done not for the purpose of of this is done for the purpose of experimentation and, and making an example of the well it's of, to teach the it kids to yeah. teach the kids what what yeah. it feels like that's something yeah. about your body that you can't control yeah you know yeah. Much, much like glenn's comment on people's social status <laughs> um, but then, like, then she switches it, and so the people that had the had the privilege lose it and yep. become the oppressed. Yep. Uh, and fuck that! It, it's insane and scary how quickly people, yeah. and especially kids, turn on. Mm. Yeah. Turn and, on the, and and how the how quickly the oppressed ones take full advantage of the power when when granted. That's it. To them, yeah. So in a couple, a couple of weeks, we're going to throw another name out there and just watch the Gregs rise up. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I have to do a search through the group and try and get like some sort of you know, like a similar number. Because <laughs> one, one thing I did find out through through the last episode was that um, we had way more fucking Gregs in that group than I thought. <laughs> That was a good, like, dozen. To, <laughs> so. to, to, to paraphrase Tom Segura, like, there's only, like, eight names, you know? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but, uh, uh, where are we? So that's it. Anyway, that's full time for episode 404. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in a multitude of ways. So uh, hit up thisweekinleague.com forward slash links, and there you'll find links to our Patreon, our social media communities, and more. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, join our Patreon as a patron. It's a fucking great gang of people over there. Uh, we appreciate all you guys there. Give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Fucking tell a friend. Love the way that people are doing that. Um, before we close the show, I'll just give a shout out to some of our wonderful patrons. Uh, Kim. Uh, tremendous person also uh, was doing an event at Caxton Street somewhere on Caxton Street around Magic Round and uh, grabbed one of the promo footballs to and passed it on 
uh, so I can give it to Killer. So uh, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, Scotty and uh, Bethany, who's a long-term member and supporter How of the show. Good. And we appreciate and fucking you. Travels for, travels for meetups, Bethany. Yep. Yep, travels for meetups, travels for games for for her club. And, well, right um, now, fucking stay where you are. Yeah, bat eating, fucking Victorian. <laughs> well, no, because she's she's in Canberra, though. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, did you escape? Yes, yeah, so she, she's been escaped for a little while. So, so yeah, yeah. she dodged the bullet. Okay, oh, well, fuck that. Stay down there. People yeah, stay, in Canberra yeah. are fucking horrid as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just finally just got to run through the tipping results. We've got Doohig has taken the lead. Uh, Warmest in second, Lachlan H in third. Uh, Jim Ecker, Jim EKR, whatever the fuck was first, and dropped down to fourth now. Uh, what do we got there? Hustle of Vista, uh, Hustle of Vista Baby uh, played against Sammy. Uh, who's that? Repsa 85, Benny Tippy, Drewy's drop kicks, and uh, how about the tip? into the uh, top 10 so how good congratulations everyone who's uh who i just read out and uh can continued good health and success in your tipping adventures going forward that's uh that's it anything before else we sign off yes. i do just want to run through we are going to run a competition uh for our listeners mm-hmm. so in an effort to allow you guys to contribute to the show interact with the show and each other in as many possible ways as we can. We started off with a Twitter community uh, and then added to that a Facebook group, which was one of the fucking greatest moves we've ever made. Uh, We're now adding to that uh, an Instagram page and we will put uh, game threads up essentially on there every week Mm -hmm. and you'll be able to leave game comments on there as well so if in, uh, Twitter or Facebook are not your social media drugs of choice then you do have a third one and just fucking putting it out there the goal is for us to get big enough that we can go toe to toe with these black rice touting fucks <laughs> and have just as big a platform and absolutely fucking bury them like run at them at every given opportunity um, that that's the insta goals but the competition will have a prize of a brand spanking new manscaped weed whacker mm-hmm. all you have to do is get onto Instagram find This Week in League follow the page yeah just This Week in League the Instagram handle is just is This Week in League yeah, so just it. the full name yep and in three weeks we'll take a snapshot of all the followers, and we'll be randomly sending out a manscaped weed whacker to one lucky listener. Boom. How good. How good. And uh, Glenn's just smiling, just, you know, just going back to the, the good times when him and him and uh, manscaped customer service were, were you, know, d- you know, sending dick pics back and forth <laughs> and, just, and, just, and just really bonding. <laughs> Like, that's gee, that, you, that that's zoom why. is really impressive. That's why you got the replacement so quickly. Look, boss, I know I know it's out of company policy, but please can you send him a new one so he stops oh. sending me pictures of his dick? I, was, I thought it was more like just like I feel sorry I mean, for him. Dan, I mean I mean this this Dan, the guy you know the guy needs help. Yeah. I mean he, he really needs help. This can thing just... is that sharp, this guy's just <laughs> severed his own penis with it. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Sir, is there a medical term for something that's just not quite a pube? 
<laughs> on that note, pleasure chatting as always, fellas. And uh, lovely. I'll talk to you boys again on Sunday. Our oh, members, uh, patrons, were due to uh, some stuff that has to go on this week. Uh, we will record the member so it'll be on it'll be up on Sunday this week rather than Wednesday night. That's it. Okay. Um just so you're aware. And I, I don't get a million emails asking if it's up yet. It'll be up on Sunday night, late Sunday this week coming, okay? So um other than that, that's all I've got. Talk to you boys on Sunday. Later. Okay. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.